The World Economic Forum annual meeting has begun. It's Davos day one, and we've got Noor bin Laden, the international journalist, joining us to discuss everything that's going on as Davos rolls out their new agenda for us. By the way, I wanna let you know that before we get into it, there is a new service that we're making available to you completely for free, and it's called the POSO Daily Brief. Do you wanna read what I read every morning? Are you sick of scrolling through endlessly online to try to find those nuggets of good stories? Well, when I do show prep, I'm reading articles every morning. I'm getting sources coming in straight to me. Now we're making that POSO Daily Brief available to you directly. It's so simple. You sign up with your email, humanevents.com slash POSO, P-O-S-O. You go to humanevents.com slash POSO, and you too, for completely free, can sign up for the POSO Daily Brief. Let's get into it. Cordial welcome to the annual meeting 2023. I express this cordial welcome on behalf of the Board of Trustees and my colleague, Borger Brand is the president, and all the members of the management board, as well as all the people who are here to make your stay here enjoyable and productive. We couldn't meet at a more challenging time. We are confronted with so many crises simultaneously. What does it need to master the future? I think to have a platform where all stakeholders of global society are engaged. Governments, business, civil societies, the young generation, I could go on, I think is a first step. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is 1-17-2023, Anno Domini. Today is day one of Davos. The World Economic Forum in snowy Switzerland has launched their latest annual meeting. You just heard Klaus Schwab there. The Masters of the World the masters of reality, because they want to be masters of reality. They will fact check you. They will censor you. They will tell you what you can and can't have in your home. They will tell you what you must have in your body. You're not allowed to make a choice on this whatsoever. They are the people that our world leaders listen to. This agenda, the Davos agenda, is the agenda that is destroying freedoms and destroying the nation state around the world. The agenda is global. And so we are going to go and bring on everyone we can this week to discuss this and why it is so important, vitally important, for us to focus on Davos, not as the Klaus Schwab, entirely unimpressive. It's not about who he is. It's about what he represents, and people need to understand that. And so we've got someone on who's a bit of a Klaus Schwab and a globalist expert, Folks, it's international journalist Noor Bin Laden. We had her on last year during Davos, during uh, when we went to Geneva. She appeared in our Great Reset documentary. She joins us again today. Noor, thank you so much for joining Human, Human Events Daily once again. Thank you for having me, Jack. 
So tell us, what were your reflections from the opening session of the World Economic Forum this year? The first thing I'll say is that I think you're absolutely spot on about Klaus Schwab. And uh, I like to call him the chief minion. He is the mouthpiece for the globalist who's been chosen to spearhead this vehicle that is the World Economic Forum. And my first impressions of today with his opening remarks uh, this morning, actually, uh, is that the agenda is very much being rolled out as planned. And uh, this is an agenda that has been decided behind closed doors many years ago, many decades ago, in fact. And I like to refer as actually the annual meeting here in Davos as essentially a PR operation or a giant press release, because this is where they reveal the plans that they have for us plebs and uh, that they communicate what it is they are about to foist on us or will foist on us uh, over the next few years. And the agenda is um, very uh, rich this week uh, in terms of the uh, panels and the discussions and the topics that are being covered that, uh, that explicitly tell us what to expect. We can go into that in the next uh, few minutes. Explain to me this statement that Klaus Schwab made talking about the fragmentation. So we know he's talked about the polycrisis that the world is facing right now. No, in my view, it's a polycrisis that is in, through the making of the World Economic Forum. However, he views the crisis not as their own fault. He views it as the fault of a fragmented world. What does he mean when he says fragmentation? What is he talking about? Who is he talking about? Well, first of, all, first of all, just on this term of polycrisis, and I mentioned it earlier in another interview, it's such a joke to use that term because why can't they just say crises? I mean, essentially, what is a polycrisis? But that's just what <laughs> right, they do. Exactly. You know, they invent, they invent terms and they they tinker around with uh, with the the wording and the branding and the narrative. That's that's essentially what they do. This is a PR operation again, and a communications outlet uh, that is uh, that is the annual meeting, but also the World Economic Forum in general. Um, to answer your question, yes, the theme of this year's conference is cooperation in a fragmented world. And in his opening remarks today, Klaus Schwab said that we have a, there is a messy patchwork of powers. And so what he means by that is, is a further call for cooperation, when in fact we know that it's not cooperation he's talking about, it's just pure coordination between the different organizations, between the different nations, between the diff different corporations, all these different actors that are part of the globalist infrastructure and architecture that has been set up to move forward with the new world order agenda. And so that's what he's calling for. And the end goal, as we know, and as your audience knows, since they follow your work closely and, and you're so staunch um, and, uh, and a great voice to denounce these machinations, we know that what their end goal is, is uh, their end goal is, is a global government, a centralized government. And they, that's exactly what they're, they're doing. They are seeking to centralize power and render nations obsolete and to just erode any form of sovereignty, national and individual. 
That's exactly right. Now, we're just about out of time for this segment, but I want to get into the specifics in the very next segment that we get into. And I'll just say this, a, a messy patchwork of fragments. Well, you know what? I'm proud to be a messy fragment. I'm proud to be standing in the way of Klaus Schwab, and I would hope that everybody listening is proud as well. Every single day, you see a new story in the news about someone who was the victim of a violent crime. Some of you think you're ready to defend yourself against evil, and the truth is, you're probably not. That is only possible if you train often. But with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, along with gas, getting to the range isn't as easy or affordable as it used to be. Thankfully, there is a better way to train with your firearm in the comfort and privacy of your own home. It's called iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and more. Even better, it costs less than a day at the range. Right now, you will save 10% plus free shipping with promo code POSO when you go to iTargetPro.com. When you get yours, simply download the iTarget app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start training. iTarget comes in most calibers from 9mm to 223, so you can train with almost any firearm. This is the easiest and most cost-effective way to train, and it pays for itself in a single day. That's letter iTargetPro.com, iTargetPro.com, promo code POSO. And we're back. Day one of Davos. We're with Nor Bin Laden. Now, we also heard John Kerry, and he was really delivering the speech, telling us so much about the agenda. And I want to get into the specifics of the agenda. He talked about climate change. And of course, we know and, and I've you know uh, been fact checked yet again, because I said by reading the World Economic Forum's website where it says COVID-19 was a test of putting stress on the social systems whereby in people were able to accept new restrictions on their lifestyles through the threat of COVID-19 and that they want to then take that same model and apply it using the threat of climate change. John Kerry comes out and says, we need to spend money, money, money to defeat global warming, to stop this. You have to give global government more money, more funding. That's the only way to stop this, which of course also ties into what we're seeing in with the rise of the multipolarity system, BRICS, China, Russia, who are not taking part in the World Economic Forum system anymore, although China is sort of playing this dual role uh, where they're underwriting much of what's going on in both systems. So China is really trying to play both sides against each other so that they come out as the winner in terms of the whole thing. That's that's what the CCP's plan is. And that's why the CCP has the largest delegation to the World Economic Forum after the United States. But it really seems to me also to be a way to prop up the petrodollar. And this is something that we've seen Kerry and others throughout the US administration do. Uh, Nor, what are you seeing in terms of the agenda that they're laying out for us, or to your point, revealing to us today? You are absolutely spot on with your comparison between the so-called pandemic and climate lockdowns and how the um, COVID pretext was clearly designed to see what was going to be the public's reaction and their preparedness to accept these restrictions. And now they're going to go with round two with climate change, which is a total Trojan horse, again, um, to justify the implementation of further restrictions on our lifestyles. And um, they also 
uh, tested the appetite for digital ideas, I, excuse me, for digital IDs and passports, and to see uh, if the population would be willing to accept those. And the agenda very much focuses on climate change, on like I have a few panel titles here just from today, mastering new energy economics, decarbonization, infrastructure for a clean energy economy, bending the emissions curve. And then we have also big bets for digital industries, which completely tie into this because you see, they are going to use the pretext of climate change to install a social credit score system whereby our carbon footprint will be tracked, but not just that, every single aspect of our lives will be um, uh, measured. This is, you know, thanks Track, to the measure, internet quantify. of things. Yeah, smartphones, you know, what we call in general met metrology, they will measure everything everywhere at all times. And we will basically be hooked to a grid and they're using climate change to push forward with this very sinister um, agenda, which will essentially put us in digital jails. One response that I have to people who say that uh, the World Economic Forum is an important, you shouldn't pay attention to this. Uh, first of all, this is where all the EEG, ESG, DE, BlackRock is all over there. BlackRock is talking about uh, signing a new deal with the government of Ukraine. Uh, Zelensky's wife, the first lady of Ukraine, is there. They're in talks with Larry Fink to sign a go to that deal. I mean, this this is the head of the snake. This is where all of these agendas come forward and, and stem from. But at the same time, just to put it into a perspective of something that everyone can think of, when you're driving a car that's been built in the last five years or maybe even the last three years, and you go to stop at a red light and your engine switches off, guess what? That's because of this agenda. That's because of these policies. That's why your car turns off. And it's also a little reminder to you of who's really in control. Everything ties together, Jack. And you see, you just mentioned Ukraine and the Deputy Prime, Mis Prime Minister, uh, Mikhail uh, Fedorov, um, published a video almost a year ago now where he laid out in this very sleek and very, you know, PR marketing uh, promo uh, clip, the plan for Ukraine 2030. Again, we have that uh that year, you know, that keeps popping up agenda 2030, 2030 and, you know, the UN Sustainable Development Goals also uh, timed for 2030. Sorry, that was an aside, but basically the plan for the Ukraine is to use that country as a blueprint of this, of this completely digitized society where every single public service will be digitized. And it goes back to what I was saying just a few minutes ago. And so aside from being a total laundromat um, and, uh, and you know, just all the money uh, from the U.S. taxpayer dollars, we know that a lot of it is coming back into the pockets of the of the ANOs, as I call them, the Americans in name only uh, class <laughs> in the U.S., your, 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 you know, government officials, so-called. And um, aside from that, aside from, from being that laundromat, you are financing this blueprint for the new world order, for the Great Reset, and for this um, total enslavement uh, in, in, in the way that everything is digitized and we can, cannot escape the system. And 
obviously we can go into how they're going to bring this to like just an inescapable degree with um, CBDCs, uh, central banking, central digital bank currencies. Banking. Everything is just tied. Yeah, everything is just tied together. And we are very much in the final stages. And so, no, Davos is very important, albeit it's just a press conference, as I said, with some coordination. And matter of the fact is it is a location where they get to meet in person. They have this you know, point in the calendar where they get to do that. But in essence, as I said at the beginning of this interview, uh, this agenda has been set long ago, and we are just seeing the this rolling out of that agenda. We're, we're yeah. coming up on a break, Nor. Yeah. We'll hold you over last segment because I really want to get into how all of this will be imp implemented. Coming back very soon, Davos, Morgan Laden. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees, but it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public Square has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never cancel you for your political views, Public Square is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely free to join. Just go to publicsquare.com. That's publicsq.com and download the app today. Simply create an account and join your search. You can also join your list uh, for your business completely for free. If you've got a business, your local community can go there and support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today, publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. And we're back. Where we left off, Nor, you were telling us that uh, Ukraine or whatever's left of Ukraine at the end of all of this uh, fighting, this horrible fighting that's going on, will be used potentially as and is seen as a test bed for the new digitization that's coming forward. Now, I've said for a very long time that we don't even need to really imagine what it will look like because we have an example of the type of conformity that that they are trying to implement. And you only need to go further east, go to Shanghai, go to Beijing, you go to Wuhan. Right. You know, we're not allowed to talk about what came out of that lab and, and who deliberately spread it around the world. But they already have this in China. It's called the China model or the CCP model. And what they're trying to do is they're using threats such as COVID or now climate change, whatever various threat they can think of to eventually implement this new system. Walk us through how you view it as being implemented. And then the central bank digital currencies, this is the reason that Rishi Sunak was installed as the prime minister of the UK. This is why Liz Truss was essentially run out of office after only about what, like a week in there. She couldn't outlast the, uh, the cabbage. And then eventually Rishi Sunak came in, the very first thing he said, central bank digital currencies. Absolutely. And when I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that we are in the late last stages of the implementation of this agenda, again, this is thanks to the advancements of technology and the fact that we are now able to measure everything everywhere at all times, thanks to the Internet of Things and 5G. And um, it's just so infuriating, you know, to listen to these people that are here use these excuses uh, to justify the rollout of these plans. You mentioned, you know, talking about the model in China and you're absolutely right. They're trying to implement 
what they've already set up in China over here in the West. It's so blatant. But they're using, you know, the excuses of our personal safety and our security. And, you know, we can look back in history. There are so many events that have happened that have been weaponized or even, you know, manufactured. We can talk about, you know, the the pandemic and it's the origins of the pan- pandemic, of course. Um, but they use these events to justify what it is they are going to implement uh, and force upon to the public. And it's just, you know, the same model every time we go back to it. It's like problem, problem, reaction, solution. And they're sitting here in Davos, these minions, as I call them, because they're not the real decision makers here. And as I said, this has been planned long ago, but they are the ones that have been granted some form of status or privilege in this world to just be the spokespeople and the I people mean, who drive this or help roll it out. When I and, walked um, around houses there, you know, and, and met with the people when I attended you know various events at Davos and when I've seen them, these people have never worked a real job a, a day in their lives. They've never done any meaningful labor and they've always been flooded with money. This is due to rapid financialization this in the United States this is due is you know our central bank is called the fed but central banks throughout the west are doing this they're pumping this money in blackrock of course is one of the operations arms of the of the federal reserve people need to understand that this is all tied together and so when you meet them you you realize that they've never actually come into very much contact with the real world or regular people they have these sort of visions of the way things should be. And they seem to get very upset when you mention that, well, what if people don't agree? What if they don't want to go along with all of this? You know, Jack, uh, so I was earlier on on Steve Bannon's war room, and he opened the segment talking about this story about how there were uh, prostitutes in, in Davos. And he said, you know what, these these people, these women, they're sex workers, the prostitutes are actually the people at Davos. And he couldn't have put it better because at the end of the day, these people have sold their souls to implement the this agenda and, and force it upon us plebs well, the way, in exchange the way would, for just... The way I would put it is, is uh, the yeah, prostitutes ex- are the only ones who are being honest there. They're the only honest ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, and they're, they're doing honest, it for what? At least to be... It. <laughs> exactly at least they're open about it but these guys you know they fly around in their private jets you know lecturing us about climate change and our carbon footprint and how we should be you know uh uh mindful of all of these things and how we have to you know eat the bugs and live in the pod and own nothing and be happy and uh, they get to uh, enjoy their steaks uh was it what at cop I think 27 in Egypt a few months ago, they were all having steak and it's just so hypocritical. And and this is basically hypocrisy central, what is going well, this on is, this here is this week. Because it's not for them. The new system is not for them, it's for us. We are the ones that get hooked to the metaverse. We are the ones that get plugged into the matrix. We are the ones, that get, they get Elysium. They get, and they're seeking immortality through transhumanism, which is another huge part. We don't have time to get into it too much. Another huge part of Davos, but we'll, we'll be covering it throughout the week here. And they, they are the ones who are seeking apotheosis, the ability to transcend their own mortal selves, whereas the rest of us, you know, they just expect us to be uh, ignorant and stupid and swiping on our phones and not paying attention to the way that the entire world is being changed around us by design. 
by design, absolutely. We are disposable cogs in the machine, right. and we uh, the cost the cost is too high for them, and so they need to to reduce us. And that's I mean, we could also talk about the depopulation agenda at length, but we'll, maybe we'll have a chance to do that and uh, on another show. But it's just as you said, they think they know best. They think they are in a position to um, lecture us and to impose things on us, but they don't. And uh, I think it's very important that we be here and that we call them out on their hypocrisy and on and on their delusions, because at the end of the day, uh, they think they are gods and they're not. I think that's exactly right. Norbin Laden, we're just about out of time. Tell people where can they go to follow you, to follow your reporting and follow your incredible work. Thank you so much, uh, Jack, for having me. It's always a pleasure. Um, you can find me at Norbin Laden on Twitter and Getter. That's the best place. All right, Twitter and Getter. We know we love the Getter live streams. God bless you. Stay safe. There's a lot of security this year around the World Economic Forum. I don't know if somebody maybe spooked them last year, uh, maybe someone who would, who got detained unjustly and then went around the entire world. To, I don't know who possibly could have could have been that. Yes, it was me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. I we think, I think uh, you left <laughs> an impression, Jack. Let's put just it that way. Maybe, just you maybe. You left an impression. Little impression. Yeah. Boso always leaves an impression. But, we always, but don't worry for Davos, because of course, while you're up there late at night worrying about Jack Posobiec coming to, to visit you, you can still get the best night's sleep in the whole wide world with MyPillow.com promo code POSO. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.